welcome to uh, a Thanksgiving edition of Hangtime Junior. Uh, I'm Will Poznan, and I hope that you're having a good Thanksgiving. Um, on this episode, I'm just gonna go through the. I mean, I'm I'm a draft uh, junkie, like literally a junkie. Like, I just I don't know, man. There's something about the draft for me. I it's so exciting for me because you get these new people that are brought into your community. If you're an NBA fan, it's like, oh, here, here are the, it's like with the TV show, like these are the new, uh, characters. It's, it's like, and cause I'm a, especially with TV and stuff, whenever they bring in a new character, I always think it's going to go as good as it possibly could like when literally so I, in my opinion best new character addition to a show of all time like a a bit character for a one season arc was steve buscemi on the sopranos and but in my mind anytime they bring on it bring in a new character i'm like it's gonna go that good every time honorary mention to the british dude on mad men he had a great lane lane was great on mad men lane low-key might be the best character in mad men but so, rookies, I love it. I love the new people and the new narratives. Uh, I get way too caught up in the feel-good stories or the tragedy stories. Like, that, it really hurts. Hearing the sad rookie stories and then also, yeah, seeing this, hearing the sad ones, it really hurts, but, um, but then there's like a bittersweetness to it because now they're in the NBA, but it's, I don't know. It feels like a guilty pleasure. I don't think it's good to... I don't think... Yeah, I think it is a guilty pleasure. But more importantly, this podcast is going to be about which rookies are going to be great. And uh, if you wanted to, you could always go on Bovada Sportsbook and bet on Rookie of the Year. And this podcast can help with that because, look, I'm, I'm pretty good at knowing which rookies will succeed. There are people worse than me at this. I mean, last year I was saying, and I kind of, now I'm going to be even more emboldened. Last year I was saying that John Morant would be exactly as good as Zion. Now I'm thinking John Morant's going to have a better career than Zion. And of last year's rookies, the ones that I was high on, so I was high on Rui Hachimura. I would say that worked out. Some people are anti-Rui, and I don't get it. I don't think that He's going to be like an all-star, but I think that he can definitely be the fourth or fifth starter on a playoff team, and that's what I always thought he'd be. High on him, he worked out. I was one of the few people who was high on Cam Johnson. He worked out. Uh, I was higher on Tyler Hero than a lot of people. He worked out. Um, I mean, I, I, it's not like I was perfect. Who was somebody that I thought was good? I mean, I'm, the other, the other wrinkle to this is I, am high on most rookies. <laughs> so the, so my guys are... Like, I was high on Giannis, but also everyone else. Um, like, I always give rookies, especially the guys in the first round, I always think it's going to work. But there are... Look, like, last draft... So I... I'm, I'm still optimistic about Casey Okpala. I think that he's going to be a solid 
role play, like a, just a shooter. He's going to be a shooter in the NBA for years, like a better version of, like if Alan Crabb's good season was every season for him, I still think he can get there. Um, I think Grant Williams is going to be really special. Uh, I, you know, one guy I was lower on was uh, Cam Reddish. I still feel that way. Um, I was lower on RJ Barrett than a lot of people, but I actually feel a little bit better this year, especially with who they drafted. I think that with RJ Barrett, if you build the exact right team around him and maximize him, then you're a playoff team and not a championship team, but a playoff team. But if he's your third best player, then maybe you, I think, I think he's about as good as Rui. I think if he, if you want to build a championship team around RJ Barrett, you have to make him your fourth or fifth best player, but in a way that maximizes his skill set. Kind of like what the Warriors did with Draymond Green. He was their fourth or fifth best player, but the lineup maximized his skill set. So, uh, and if we go to the draft before that, who were the guys that I was really into? So, I mean, I was into Luke. I thought Luka was going to be really good, like everybody. I thought he should have been the first pick, like a lot of people. Um, I'm not a fan of the way he plays. I'm going to get on that really early because it's just so hypocritical if you like Luka and don't like James Harden. Like, Luka is like a more methodical, less flashy James Harden with slightly worse – well, with worse shooting, slightly more efficient passing, but it's not as fun. Um, so if you like Luca, but don't like James Harden, then you're a racist. No, maybe. I don't know. I don't No, It's that's not valid. You're probably just a Mavs fan or you just buy into the, the propaganda of it all. But, uh, dude, Luca's amazing. He's not fun to watch play. <laughs> he's just not, he's like a toned down James Harden. So if you don't like, but, uh, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's going to be an all-star. I've been saying that. I also love Marvin Bagley. I don't think he'll be an all-star anymore, but I still think he's solid. Um, I was lower on Trey Young than a lot of people, so I was way wrong about that. He's great. I mean, Luka's the best guy from this class. Don't get me wrong. I think Jaron Jackson's the second best. I was lower on DeAndre Aiden than a lot of people, but he's definitely really good. I still think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be better. Um... I was, I mean, I was wrong about Lonnie Walker. I thought he was going to come out the gate and be dope. Uh, he's taken, he's, you know, he's taking it step by step. Uh, I still feel really good about Mikhail Bridges. And I'm just like, well, this draft, I'm not high on who the Suns picked. But these last two, I'm trying to think if there's anybody. Oh, I, I mean, I was low on Michael Porter Jr. And I was way wrong about that. That being said... I don't feel good about him. I think that he is a little selfish. I don't think he's going to do better next year with the Nuggets in an increased role. I think he thinks he's the best player on that team, and I think they should trade him. And I think that one day he will be the best player on the team he's on, and it'll look kind of like Trey Young is the best player on the Hawks. I mean, but I, that being said, I think I don't think Trey Young's selfish. So maybe it'll look more like when Brandon Ingram was the best player on the Lakers. And I don't think that Brandon Ingram's selfish. I just think Brandon Ingram 
shouldn't be the best player on a team. And I think he's in a really good situation right now where he's the second best player and they have complementary skill sets. But I do think Michael Porter Jr. is selfish and I don't think that – I just think that he is very good at basketball and he's also young. Maybe he will be a top five NBA player, but I just don't see it. I think he's going to be one of those top 20 NBA players who thinks that he's a top five NBA player and I just think that he uh, – he's, he's kind of what people accuse Jimmy Butler of being, but what Jimmy Butler isn't. I mean, I guess the best – comp for me for what I how I feel about Michael Porter Jr. is I feel like he's the new maybe like the new Sharif Abdul Rahim <laughs> to go way back or uh who's the guy who who played with LeBron his first year uh Ricky Davis <sighs> Yeah, I mean, he plays better defense than Ricky Davis. Yeah, I think that's how I feel. I don't, I don't feel good about, I really hope the Wizards don't trade Bradley Beal for Michael Porter Jr. I mean, I think Michael Porter Jr. is really talented. I just don't ever see a situation where, look, maybe I'll be way wrong. Maybe he'll be the perfect third complimentary star in Denver. But I just think he's going to create headaches. Um, it's just a tough thing. It's a tough thing to be the 28th best basketball player in the world or the 37th best basketball player in the world. Like, of course, you're going to want to be the star of a team when you're that much better than 99.9% of the world's population. I have empathy for Michael Porter Jr. I just don't want him on my team. <laughs> Look, I'm very open to being way wrong about this, and I'm open to, you know, the idea. Maybe Luca ends every game with a buzzer beater, and he's James Harden with, with clutch, with clutchness. But people forget that James Harden was clutch before society beat it out of him. Like, I mean, we're, we're really mean to James Harden. This is, okay, this is going, let's go to the rookies. By the way, why is the singular rookie spelled with an I-E? It should be R-O-O-K-Y and then plural is I-E-S. I don't know. You don't know. No one knows. And it doesn't make sense. And nobody calls them the rookie of the year, the Roy. But I think that's good. I think that would be too tryhardy. Okay. Rookies. Uh, this year's rookies. Who I would bet on. First and foremost. Um... The guys who I don't, the guys who won't win rookie of the year. Anthony Edwards won't because there's so much scoring around him. He's going to, I mean, if it would be dope if he goes into his rookie year and goes, how can I help this team? Because the answer is obvious. If he can be a lockdown wing defender and him and Malik Beasley are lockdown wing defenders. And at this point, like next year, I would want Malik Beasley taking more shots than Anthony Edwards. Uh, obviously, I'd want D'Lo and Cat to take more shots than Anthony Edwards. I just want Anthony Edwards to be a lockdown defender and then, you know, just work on his jump shot and stuff. And I just think he's so explosive that he's going to just get buckets situationally. But I would love if Anthony Edwards isn't concerned with his points per game out the gate next year. But... 
I don't. So in an ideal world for Anthony Edwards, he won't be a rookie of the year candidate. Um, and you can, I don't think Bovada lets you bet against uh, rookie of the year candidates, but if you could, then that would be, I would just, I wouldn't bet on <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Um, James Wiseman won't be rookie of the year. He's not going to score enough. They don't need him to score. Um, I mean, I think that offense is broken if James Wiseman is scoring more than Wiggins and, um, and Kelly Oubre and Steph is going to average 30 next year as if he can stay healthy. Um, and by the way, I would consider going on Bovada and betting on Wiggins for, uh, most improved. I think he's a real candidate. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's a candidate. Uh, so Anyeka Okongwu, sh- he should be a candidate because he's going to prob, I think he's going to lead all rookies in minutes. I think Atlanta needs his defense so badly. Him or Lamella is going to lead the rookies in minutes or Killian Hayes or Obi. But the difference is he's going to be the most impactful with his minutes. Like, he should be a candidate. Isaac Okoro is going to get a lot of minutes, too. But, okay, a lot of guys... I'm going to walk back him leading all rookies in minutes. I will say he's going to have the most impactful minutes of any rookie in this whole class. Because I don't think that... Yeah, I think... Onyeka Okongwu will have the most impactful minutes of any rookie in this whole class. Because I think that the Warriors can make the playoffs regardless of what James Wiseman does. I think that the Kings will miss the playoffs regardless of how good Tyrese Halliburton is. Um, And I think that guy, certain guys like Precious and... Devin Vassell are going to be brought along slower. Patrick Williams is going to be brought along very slowly. I think he's going to be protected, which is smart because the more I see about him, the more I go, this guy's going to be playing power forward. And that, so I think that was a mistake by the Bulls. I mean, I get the appeal of Patrick Williams, but they have three guys. I mean, what no, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Center, but they have three, two guys who really need to be at power forward and they need to choose one of them between Laurie and I guess this year you try out Patrick Williams for a year, see how much progress he makes. And then you choose between him and Laurie and trade one of them. Um, yeah. Obi's definitely a candidate for rookie of the year. For sure. He's a candidate. Uh, Aaron Eastmith's going to have impactful minutes, but he's not going to play nearly as many minutes as Onyeka Kongwu. And sleeper candidates. I mean, Denny Avdia is going to get stats. LaMelo Ball is going to get stats. Killian Hayes is going to get stats. I think if I was just like gun to my head who I'm Choosing as the favorite for rookie of the year. See, then Detroit got weird and they got all of these point forward. Like they already have, uh, Blake Griffin 
who I think that if he wants to play point forward, I don't know why would Detroit would tell him he couldn't, considering that's their best choice for winning games. I mean, the answer is because I don't think Detroit should want to win games. By the way, that's what I'm going to end with on this podcast is a bunch of teams made this made the same dumb choice that I can't wrap my mind around. Um, those teams being Charlotte, Atlanta, um, and who's the one I was just talking about? Charlotte, Atlanta, and Detroit. I was so on board with what I thought they were doing, and then they... And here's the, here's the other wrinkle to it. Here's the wrinkle. The Knicks made the smart choice. The Knicks did the smart thing. So, okay. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, but first what I want to talk about is Denny Avdia, who I think he's, if Denny, so of all of these rookies in this class, Denny Avdia is the one where if he is ready to go from day one, He's going to have a great rookie year, and if he's not ready to go, he's going to have a rough rookie year because a lot of these guys are in situations where they can be protected. Um, Anthony Edwards, can they can bring his offense along slowly and, you know, if they want. If that's the move, if Minnesota's like, hey, we want you to play a role this rookie year, he can look really good in that role. LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes, they're going to have long leashes. Obi Toppin has no stakes. Onyeka Okongwu has a solid role from day one. Isaac Okoro and Patrick Williams can be brought along slowly or only be put in situations where they're going to thrive. Jalen Smith doesn't need to play. Devin Vassell, the Spurs are going to do... They're just going to bring him along the right way. And also... You know, he does, they don't need him because this year, like, they don't need him to play because this year they can audition, uh, Keldon Johnson and Lonnie Walker and see which one they're, ones they're keeping. And then they also have DeMar DeRozan, who maybe they'll trade, but, uh, they don't need, and also I think Devin Vassell will have a concrete role from day one and he'll be put in good positions. Tyrese Halliburton is ready to play right now. He's gonna excel. Um, and Cole Anthony, I think it'll be zero stakes. And I think like his future is being like, I think he's, his future is kind of like Derek Fisher. Like he's, he's a guy who you can have as your fifth starter. Like, so I, some people think that Cole Anthony's way overrated and other people think he's way underrated. I think he's incredibly valuable in the right specific role. And that's, and will look terrible in anything other than that. He's like a guy who's not scared, who can hit big shots, but he should be the fifth starter on a team that really cares about the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to already call it Cole Anthony's the next Derek Fisher, and he's going to be in our lives for years if he's on the right team. That's the thing people never think about. Like, if Derek Fisher had been on, like, I don't know, the... The Kings or if Derek Fisher had been on the Houston Rockets during that era on like those T-Mac Yao Ming teams, he would have played the same minutes, but he wouldn't have 
any impact. Like, he wouldn't be a name that people knew. It was, like, partially because he was in the right situation. So I hope Cole Anthony ends up in the right situation. But I said I was going to say the favorite for the rookie of the year. And I think the two favorites are... See, and I wanted to say Killian Hayes so bad, but Detroit did some weird stuff. I'll talk about that next. Um, and I wanted to say LaMelo so bad, but Charlotte did the same weird thing. So, I think that the favorite for Rookie of the Year is going to be Onyeka Okongwu. And I think it's going to be the first time in a while that a Rookie of the Year candidate gets traction because of their defense. Because I don't think that Onyeka Okongwu is going to score a ton of points. I think, you know, he will average somewhere between 8 and 12 points a game. But I think he's going to be their starter. I think from day one, he's a better defender than Clint Capella. I think that they should be... I think that people talk about them trading John Collins. They should trade John Collins or Clint Capella. Like, one of the two. I'm not sure who. I think he will catch some lobs from Trey Young, so he'll get some points. But I think his defensive metrics are going to be great. Like, I think the Hawks are just going to be a way better defensive team. I think that a lineup with him at the four, at the five and Gallinari at the four is the best possible front court lineup that the Hawks can throw at teams. So, you know, we mentioned the Bulls earlier and all their power force, but maybe, you know, Atlanta should be thinking about um, Clint Capella and Collins for for Otto Porter. Like that's someone like that that Atlanta can plug in. Yeah, but so Atlanta. That being said, after all of those compliments about Atlanta, Atlanta did the same weird, goofy thing that Charlotte did, that Detroit did. Atlanta's was the least inexcusable. What's the, it was the least egregious, but all three of those teams, Charlotte has LaMelo Ball, Atlanta has Trey Young, and Detroit has Killian Hayes, have these young, unique point guards that they should be building around slowly. It's just obvious. These guys are so young. They're so raw. They'll be so much better three years from now than they are now, I mean, Trey Young's two years older than those other two, but it's the same thing where it's like once you draft that guy, and the Hawks invested a lot in Trey Young, and then they got on Yako Kongu. It's perfect. Stay bad right now. Play your rookies. I mean, I was low on Cam Radish. Maybe he pops. I was higher on DeAndre Hunter. Maybe he pops. But like for them to get Gallinari, for them to get Chris Dunn, for them to get Rajon Rondo. For them to get Bogdan Bogdanovich. And for them to try to make the playoffs. Okay. In a vacuum you go, okay, that's a pretty good team. That's great. What's the problem? Well, here's the problem. And I I know that the douchiest thing you can do in an NBA circle is the day after the draft, start bringing up next year's draft. Well, you know what? It needs to be said. (laughs) It's not my fault. It has to be said because there are some players in next year's draft that would just be such perfect fits with any of these young, uh, any of these young point guards. 
Just any of them. Like, so, Cade Cunningham would be, you know, so pick him. LaMelo Ball, Trey Young, Killian Hayes. You go, hey, who would be the perfect backcourt for any of these guys? I don't know, maybe Cade Cunningham? Maybe Jalen Green? Those are just two guys who I go, you fit either of those guys with those three guys I named, and that's your backcourt for forever. Now, I like Bogdan Bogdanovich, but then you get Chris Dunn and Rajon Rondo. I mean, I think the Hawks would have been better if they had had the uh, the wherewithal to tank one more time. Because either of those guys at the top, Cade or Jalen, is amazing to pair. And you know what? Same with Zaire Williams. Same thing. And then you go, uh, who would be the perfect frontcourt mate to pair with Onyeka Kongwu? Or if you're, I mean, Charlotte, I guess it wouldn't, Charlotte, Evan Mobley wouldn't make as much sense, but Atlanta would also, not only would they really benefit from either of those top two guys, they would really, really benefit from Evan Mobley. And that's what, I mean, so Atlanta, I think it would have made a lot of sense for them to just be cool with being bad one more year. It's less egregious than what Detroit did. And you look at Detroit, and it's just like... So Detroit, who'd they sign? They signed... uh Well, so Detroit had, in my opinion, a great draft because they got Killian Hayes, who I think is really special. Like, we talked about where guys can be on a championship team or a playoff team. Like, Killian Hayes, I think, can be your second or third best player on a championship team. Like, I've heard the comparisons to Manu and uh, to some other people, and I think that, I mean, that makes sense to me in my mind. I, I see some of the same things, and I think he's special. So, for them to get Jeremy Grant who's solid, like, that's the worst thing to me for a team like Detroit to do is to get just a guy who's going to be solid because I think he's going to be really good on Detroit and they're going to be still not a playoff team in the East. I think that even if Jeremy Grant is going to be really good, which I think he will, then they're, like, the ninth or 10th seed in the East and they miss out on, like, you know, you put those two guys I named with, uh, you know, Cade and Jalen, you put them with Killian Hayes. That's your backcourt of the future. Same thing. And yeah, so now Detroit has these solid starters. I mean, I think Sadiq Bey is a starter, legit starter in the NBA. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. So I didn't have Isaiah Stewart high, but when Detroit drafted him, where they did, I think sometimes when a team reaches, I feel like they're right in the moment. Like I went, oh, they reached, but maybe I'm wrong. And I went, okay, you know, this guy, this body, if he can get a jumper, I think Isaiah Stewart is a valuable NBA player. So, and there's, you know, evidence to suggest that he, he will be able to get a jumper one day. Um, free throw percentage 77%. That's not terrible. You know, he's also young. I, 
I think, and all the thi- the thing is like, oh, he plays so hard, he plays so hard. I don't know. I felt the more I saw about Isaiah Stewart, the better I felt about him. Um, so th- I like Jeremy Grant, and that's why I have a problem with Detroit taking him or signing him. Similarly, very similarly, I uh, I, well, it's not like I I love. Gordon Hayward, but I same thing where I go Charlotte, once they got LaMelo Ball, I think they should have just went, okay everybody who's a competent, and they have such, so they have PJ Washington and Miles Bridges who are also like great young pieces, and Vernon Carey who I think is going to be like Miles Plumley. I think he's going to be a really really solid backup center. I think they should have embraced their young core Traded their competent. I mean, I still think they should trade Devonte Graham for Karis LeVert straight up, especially if the Nets can't find anyone else for him. But yeah, embrace their young guys. If Charlotte had a, Charlotte's another team that could really use having a bad year because they would just really benefit. Um, but you know, now they're like wishy washy. Like there's these teams in the East, the Wizards, Detroit, Charlotte, who think that they're going to be maybe a playoff team. And I just don't think it's worth it, especially with this draft being as talented as it is. Um, yeah. So that, by the way, okay. So rookie of the year, go on Bavada right now on Yeka Okongwu. I think that he, I think he's the guy, man. I just think that I talk about the wishy-washy teams in the East. I mean, Atlanta is a, a tier above those wishy-washy teams, I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think it's stupid that they want to be a playoff team, but okay, you're they're going to be a playoff team. And if they're a playoff team and he's their starting center and he's by far the most impactful rookie in basketball, that's my guy for Rookie of the Year. And that's the podcast for today. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if... It's a, if you have a great Thanksgiving, great. If it causes you anxiety, I get it. And, uh, I don't know. Just hang in there. We got the NBA's coming up soon. That was such a, you know what? If you're out there and you're having a great Thanksgiving, wonderful. That's, that's dope. And, uh, I'm not trying to be negative about it. I think that it's a, it can be a really fun holiday. It's often stressful on the front end, and then it ends up being great. So that's all I got to say about that.